And hello, far and wide. This is John Deeks with Kay Fallick from Your Life Choices. Mind Your Own Retirement is our podcast. And Kay, a big welcome to you and happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, baby. It's exciting, isn't it? One year of podcasting, John, and it feels like yesterday. E- oh. <laughs> sort e- of. Amy <laughs> McWilliams, of course, is our producer, button genius. pusher and genius yeah. editor. He's yeah. uh, there and he's he's saying happy anniversary. And yes. thank you very much indeed. I'm just, I'm just looking around. For the cake. I'm looking around for the champagne. Where is oh, it? Oh, the champagne. It's in your glass there, John. Oh, sure it is. The oh, bubbles have gone. Boy, have they ever. It I'm, looks like water. I'm cross with you. Yes, again. I am, I am cross okay. with you. Okay. Because just before we went on air, mm. um, I said to you... Uh, Oh, this is what you do with your phone. <laughs> and you said, oh, is that how it works? I hate my phone. Why right. do you hate your phone, Kay? Because it's not like my old phone. And I said, Kay, mm. that's why the technical stores like Apple and others, they have very young people, some of them are, are still fetuses, who actually <laughs> will assist you and know all this stuff. It's like you've got to ask a grandchild John, to. I'm like a man in this regard. I won't read the manual and I'll figure it out for myself. And it could take me three years. But, but I will not but, receive instructions because uh, I'm like a man. Yeah. Well, see, I'm very good at uh, being taking... Being a girl. No, I'm very, <laughs> well, I'm very good at being a girl in many ways. But certainly when it comes to... It, well, certainly when it comes to taking instructions... Uh, because oh. having three older sisters and having Gosh. my mum and my dad who wasn't uh, around... Mm. So I had, had, you know, four women who... Uh, really were on my case. So I was very Excuse used me, to Excuse me, just throwing to Ian, how good is John at taking instructions? Oh, what? Uh, don't <laughs> give me that. Oh, I am. I am. But that was ha- a Mr McGoogle. So what I'm saying is, and my point is, if technology is fearful, don't I'm not worry. I'm scared of it. I'm annoyed by it, John. <sighs> I don't think you understand Well, that is, that is different. That is different. Is but different. today, I mean, the amount of people that I've spoken to on air who said, oh, I don't want to get a computer because I don't want to no. break the internet and all that. Right. And I say, look, go to the library. Go break it. Go to, go to the library. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to give a positive message here. Go to the library. Find out because there's so many clubs who will help you and, and the whole world will, will open up. So don't fear technology. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary and many libraries are shut. <laughs> oh, are you in one of those moods, are you? No, I'm not. I'm in a great mood because we've got the best show coming up. Why is that? We're going to talk about life insurance, ah, which is incredibly important but is. sometimes feels unaffordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about how to dress slimmer. Oh. Yeah, well, so don't lose what weight. What am I wearing? Black. Black. <laughs> Black. <laughs> Moi Aussie. Especially for my wide hips. And then we're, I'm ignoring that. My baby bearing hips. Then we, then we are off to the Northern Territory. Woohoo. Can we do a cooking segment? Because I think that those yeah. biscuits that you made, those Anzacs are sensational. David made them, but Your great. husband made them? My husband made them. Oh, very nicely made, David. <laughs> we're back with more in just a moment. Welcome back to Mind Your Own Retirement from Your Life Choices. John Deeks and Kay Fallick are here and we have our very first special guest on the line, Kay. So we've got Anthony Brown and he's CEO of Noble Oak Insurance. Noble Oak's delivered life insurance for more than 145 years, John. I remember when they started. <laughs> I bet you do. 
<laughs> I don't. No. Um, but I think it's really interesting because most of us have more faith in the long term. So over to Anthony to find out uh, the start of Noble Oak. Welcome to you, Anthony. What is the history? Thanks, John. Thanks, Kate. Um, look, I'm glad you remember it from 145 years ago, John, because <laughs> I feel like I've been here for 145 years. <laughs> I bet. Uh, Noble Oak's actually one of Australia's oldest insurers, and it started as the United Ancient Order of the Druids, ah. which some people may, may have heard of, in 1877. So the, the Druids were very popular in the UK. In fact, Winston Churchill was a member of the Druids in the UK. And the Englishman brought the Druids' concept over to New South Wales. So the Druids were a um, benevolent group that looked after their members and, in fact, used to put money into a box. And if one of the members got sick, they'd provide the money to the family of of that member. So it started from this lovely background of benevolence and looking after other people. So as it matured and eventually turned into Noble Oak, we've really tried to keep those the old principles of the Druids. Over the 145-odd years that uh, you've been in existence, how has life insurance changed? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, it's become professionalised and regulated over that period. So 145 years ago, it was obviously not sophisticated, so people would literally provide money, pull money and provide it um, to others when they needed it. Over the 145 years, Banks have obviously formed and become regulated. APRA and ASIC and other regulatory bodies have formed. So while the, the need and the service is still there, it's just become much more regulated and much more professional. So we're now an APRA-regulated insurer. We have to follow a lot of rules, obviously, which are legitimate. We have to hold a certain amount of capital. We have to have certain board structures and so on to meet all these regulations. So, Anthony, to cut to the chase for Your Life Choices members, you've got a frightening statistic that 42% of Australians don't have enough life cover. Why do you think that's the case? And what is enough? Yeah, look, it's it's very common. Um, In fact, another anecdote is we've, we've obviously had bushfires only a few months ago here, which one of the worst recorded. But the largest number of deaths from bushfires recorded in Australia's history was from the Black Saturday bushfires in 2009. Yeah. There were 173 deaths, but only $1 million was paid out in life insurance. People were just not covered. So, it, you know, you're right, Kay. A lot of people do not have the cover that they need. And while they might have home and car cover, and in the case of the Black Saturday bushfires, their homes may have been rebuilt, if the income earner had passed away, they could not afford the repayments on the home loan, so they would lose the home anyway. So do we put ourselves last? We do. We do put ourselves last often. So there's a few reasons why um, people are generally underinsured. It is a grudge purchase. It's like doing your tax return. You don't want to do it, and uh, some people leave it too long, unfortunately. They need a trigger to um, make them take out the cover. There is a lack of trust in the industry as well. Some, you know, During the Royal Commission, a lot of insurers were held up in front of the commission and exposed, so people's trust has diminished. Uh, but 94% of insurance claims are actually paid, which is re- recent data from APRA in 2019. 
And people do perceive it as expensive, even though they're often pleasantly surprised. I mean, you can get cover for as little as $20 a month. For older uh, Australians, it's probably around the $40 per month for a reasonable amount of uh, life insurance cover. Anthony, when I was um, had the children all at school and working, beavering away, my life insurance was always a, a firewall that if something happened to me, the kids could continue to be educated, the uh, the home loan could still be repaid, etc. Now I'm not in that situation. Why do I need life insurance? Yeah, it's good. It's a good question because we're finding a lot of people who are older or in a situation where their kids have left um, the home are still requiring life insurance. And it's really all about dependency. Do they still have dependence? And debt. Do they still have debt? So people are holding debt for longer than they used to 20 or so years ago. Their home loans are going for longer, period. Obviously, they're larger and they're harder to pay off. And dependents are generally with us longer and they're living in the home longer or require our support for longer. Well, so often they come back too. Oh boy, Anthony. do they what? <laughs> boomerang kids. Boomer, boomerang kids. Boomerang kids have, um, during the recent pandemic, yeah. uh, returned home in, in droves. So, what you're saying I've is. I've moved in with Kay, and her <laughs> husband. <laughs> He's a big kid, Anthony. Um, yeah. So. You might need to take out cover Kay for John. <laughs> I'll be, a, I'll be a dependent. I've just heard he's thinking about saving the money and making me spend it, Anthony. I don't like where this is going. No, um, no. So I think the message underneath this is you're suggesting that people might wish to review their situation because a lot of us do have that volatility around what's going on. Absolutely. Many years ago, you would take out life insurance while you had kids and debt. And as you paid your debt off and your kids left, you life insurance would wind down. But as you said, that period, you know, kids are coming back. Uh, they're becoming dependent for longer. Obviously, with COVID-19, that's even a, a greater issue at the moment, and people are holding debt for much longer. So mm. the need is, is absolutely there if you don't want to leave your dependents financially worse off. So to find out more, my understanding is uh, if people look at the Noble Oak links on Your Life Choices websites, you are putting up some um, special offers and incentives oh, over okay. time. Absolutely, yeah. We are providing a special discount for members and we have a lot of information on our website about the different covers you can get, what you might need, how to work out how much you need. We also have a calculator to help you determine your needs. I like a, I like a calculator because it makes it, um, you can sort of quantify where you're at. Exactly. There's a lot of calculators around that would only take a few seconds and come up with a quick number. We've actually got quite a comprehensive one that goes through your real needs and comes out with a few rep few suggestions so you can pick the best solution for yourself. If you don't go to to your life choices where it'll be, but you can always go to nobleoakoneword.com.au to get that uh, that calculator. Correct. Okay. Well, look, thank you so much indeed for giving up your time, Anthony. I know this is a, a very busy time for you and uh, and it's a, not an enviable task with, with so much going on around the world right now, but we certainly do thank you and all the team at nobleoak.com.au for your help. Pleasure. Thank you, John. Thank you, Kate. Your Life Choices subscribers have until August 28th to take up Noble Oak's current life insurance special offer. 
It's a simple step to take to protect yourself and your loved ones should the unforeseen happen. Get a quote online today at www.nobleoak.com.au forward slash your life choices to secure your first month's cover free. Plus, you could save 22% on average when you switch your life insurance with Noble Oak's premium life direct cover. Alternatively, you can also speak to a Noble Oak team member and have your questions answered on 1300 041 494. Terms and conditions apply. Consider the PDS AFSL 247302. Heading into a segment now that is just all about fashion and it's something that I won't be talking too much about to Rebecca but if you've ever picked up a copy of yours Woman's Day or FHM magazines you will know Rebecca Rebecca O'Hearn is a, is a fashion are you a fashionista what's that would be uh, what, what does that mean is that someone who's right yeah. into fashion yeah Rebecca's on the line yeah, are you Rebecca <laughs> I think Rebecca's a stylist so a fashion a fashionista might love fashion John but Rebecca knows how to make it work Rebecca are you working from home I am yes are you in Ugg boots and uh, just an old trackie uh, not today but I confess sometimes. Yes, absolutely. So, it's a very cold house. <laughs> so, so many people are saying, oh, I wish I could just, you know, get some good clothes on. I don't remember the last time I wore a suit. I like Ugg boots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right, yeah. especially your black and white Collingwood ones. Yeah. However. <laughs> Moving on from the football, Rebecca, here we go. Um, the question today is how to dress slimmer. So rather than having to lose weight, you're going to talk us through how to look slimmer by choosing the right outfit. Yes, that's right. So, you know, it's a little bit easier work than actual dieting, but you can do things like look at your colour choices. So, the, you know, the old saying that black is slimming, but really that's got a lot to do with just a darker tone to sort of hide shadowing and things like that. So you could opt for navy if that's a bit more flattering. And also on tone, things like making sure the top half connects to the bottom half. So dressing tonally from top to bottom will elongate the look of you and therefore you look a little bit slimmer in the process. So there's lots of little visual tricks you can do. Long lines is a good one. So lots of, especially for this weather at the moment, like a long line cardigan over top of your outfit, it just gives this little optical illusion that it's lengthening you and, again, trims you down in the process. Does jewellery work also in that field? Definitely. So if you were to wear these, wear them a little longer and then that would – so it's all the um, – using long lines and sometimes symmetry work or a little bit off-centred. The same with a scarf is a good one, especially this time of year. Just simply drape a scarf over your all-black outfit or, you know, it, that's a nice way of judging it up anyway. But it also uses those long lines to give the, the lengthening illusion. And also, if you are just draping a scarf over your neck, it's best to actually place that not evenly, the length evenly, because it will chop you off a bit. It creates halves in your body. So if you just have one side a little longer than the other, then that actually gives you that little diagonal illusion as well, which is, again, makes you taller, feel a bit slimmer, which, is, which I see happens a lot. A lot of people will fix it up and make it even. You're actually cutting yourself in half by doing that. It's sort of interesting because way back in the day, Maggie Tabra was uh, one of the first 
mm-hmm. folks who came and said, this is my body, love it or, you know, drop off the end of a cliff. Yep. I don't care. I'm going to wear this and um, to heck with you all. Yeah, all, all the colours and everything else. So there's kind of two ways of approaching it, isn't there? Definitely, yeah. And, you know, she was a model, you know, and gorgeous and mm. had confidence in fashion. And she did a lot of layering. Like, so the way the fabric sat on her, it may not have looked fitted, but it actually would have knit her in the right places. And, you know, if she wore her signature white shirt as well, she would have, her pants would have been more slim lined. So you have to balance out your silhouette. You know, you're not going to wear loose pants with your loose top. Or if you're going to wear a wide skirt, you want to nip it in with a nice little knit or a fitted shirt, depending on where you're going. So, yeah, she definitely understands her silhouette very well. So, Rebecca, thinking of our members, Your Life Choices members, who are right now in Queensland, Northern Territory, Broome, and lucky them, it's probably about 30 degrees, Mm. um, they're not probably going to layer a scarf. Have you got any T-shirty tricks or hot weather? Mm-hmm. Well, so I would then make sure you take a look at fabric, which I think everybody in those states is already pretty well aware of. The one thing I would say is avoid synthetics, obviously because of heating, but also they they give off a bit of a shine. So the fabric that you're wearing will reflect light or absorb light. So if you're wearing a beautiful linen shell top, then that will also have some structure to it and it won't cling in the wrong places. So I would say some of the tips with that is be aware of the fabric, which I think they already are for heating and cooling, but it also plays a role in slimness. Yeah, so is is that a general rule, really natural fibres like cotton, linen and I love wool? linen. I love it. And silk. Me too, definitely. Yeah, I so silk's a tough one, obviously. It clings or it gets a bit staticky um, and there's a care factor. (laughs) Um, But, yes, it is a general rule. And I've noticed, I feel like as we get older, you just become so much more aware of what fabrics work for you and what don't. And then then the next step after that is looking at your budget because these 100% linen styles are dearer. But you can get linen blends now, very affordable styles. And although, yeah, sure, they crease or whatever like that, they won't reflect light, they absorb light, and they won't cling the way that, you know, something that's extremely cheap from, I don't know, I can't think of an example, but um, something extremely cheap will show up all the wrong parts, it will cling to the wrong part. It will oh, become yeah, a, I remember um, wearing daddy. my Brian Nylon Glow Weave shirts, it was always a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so investing in quality by one of something good as opposed to two sugar hit fashion items. The other question I wanted to ask you, it's very hard to generalise because of body shape. So do you have any short tips about body shapes or even how to work out what your body shape is? So if you do have a small waist still um, or it is the smallest part of your body, Always remember to try and nip that in a little bit. It doesn't have to be with a belt or something heavy because they can just be a bit cumbersome. But buy a style that does come in a little bit and accentuate you at the waist if that smallest part is closer to under your bust or at your tummy. And that same goes for men too. Don't buy oversized. I know it's comfortable and you think you're slimmer, but you actually should nip it in a little bit um, to give your silhouette. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> just think about your silhouette if you were a shadow. That's good. They, they go about... my black moo-moos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, some fabulous moo-moos out there, though. <laughs> but not for John, Rebecca. I think John's really giving us a oh, hint I here. The, I always had the Demis Roussos uh, fashionista, you know. Like, my friend, the wind. Yeah, hey, well, it is today. I want to talk to you about that later as well. Anyway, we'll do that we'll in We'll to lose for you. So, Rebecca, that's been really handy. We're going to put your website, Smart Casual Classic, up on the podcast page. And I know you're working a lot with the team, so we're looking forward to more tips from you over the coming months. Good to talk to you, Rebecca. Thank you. It's been fun. Loyalty can have its price. If you've been with the same energy company for several years, you could be paying more than necessary. Your loyalty could be costing you, perhaps even more since July 1st, when many energy companies typically raise their rates. So if you've got that nagging feeling your winter heating bill is too high, head to electricityandgas.com.au to compare prices and see how much you could save. That's electricityandgas.com.au, the place to find a pleasantly priced plan. We're now going to head off to the Northern Territory and say a big hello to Tony Quambry, who's the General Manager of Tourism NT. Hello, Tony. Hello, how are you doing? Welcome to you and thank you for giving up your time. I know you're incredibly busy up there, but I've got to tell you, for us Southerners, we are very, very envious and we know where we would rather be, okay? We're dreaming of going to the Northern Territory. Who knows where, who knows when. Who cares, as long as it's NT. Yeah, so Tony's kindly agreed to join us because he is going to share hidden gems in the Northern Territory. Have you been there, Kay? I have been there okay, and I adore it. This is perfect because I have never been to the Northern Territory. Okay. You have and we have yeah. the expert on the line. Yep. Tony, take us to those gems. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, the Territory is famous for Uluru. Um, it's famous for Kakadu. Darwin's very well known. And, of course, Alice Spring uh, has got uh, a very cult following. Um but there's so many other places around the, the territory that so few people are aware of. So it is one of those um, situations where we love people to get out and about and discover these locations. If we start at the top, if we talk about the, the Tiwi Islands, for example, which are just off the coast of Darwin, they're most famous for the, the AFL grand final they have out there. So the Aboriginal uh, teams play a, play a final on the island which uh, pretty much max, maxes out all the accommodation that the island has. How far is that off the, the coast, Tony? It's about 80 kilometres, about two and a half hours ferry ride, uh -huh. just north of, of Darwin. It and, is my um, dream to go to that final. It, it, I absolutely will get there one it's day. A bucket list, yeah. It is for so many people, especially AFL fans, because it's quite an iconic game to, to, to watch. But there's so many things to do on that island, and it, it is a hidden gem because the history of the island, um, everything from the Aboriginal history um, to the, the World War II history, it's got um, the, the early pioneers. They, they created a church and, and had missionaries over there. And, of course, the arts. 
I think Tiwi Islands is so famous for its arts and, and culture that forms several of the tour's focal points that you have over there. And as I said, it's about two and a half hours on a ferry. Um, you get it from Sea Link from Cullen Bay. Uh, and then you're there and back within a day. It's it's an amazing trip and something that everyone has to do if you're coming through or to Darwin. Should you do it as self-drive, Tony, or is it really better as a guided tour? Well, you've got to get the ferry over. So you can walk around Tiwi, but it's better as a guided tour because of all the information that you're given. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say you can't walk around, but obviously there's no vehicles once you get there, so you're limited in how far you can go. Um, and also the information that you'll be given um, won't be quite as detailed. But you can do it by yourself. You don't need to do a tour by any means. Cool. And where to next? Well, while we're talking about ferries off the coast, the, the Cox Peninsula, which is just west of, of Darwin, if you get um, a Sea Link ferry from Cullen Bay as well, you can go west of Darwin and not many people ever do that and you can go right round to a, a little resort called Crab Claw Island Resort which will drop you off and you've got the swimming pools you've got accommodation you can stay with or you can just do a day tour where you can experience Crab Claw Island on that more remote side of the top end it's one of those places where you can get there and back in a day but you can experience what it's like in those real wild areas that most people never get to because it's just that little bit harder to drive to because you need a four-wheel drive or, or some real, um, you know, in-depth tour products that can maybe get you there. So that's another one, the, the Crab Claw Island. You can actually drive there, um, but getting a boat will be a whole different experience as well. So that's, that's kind of the top end around Darwin. But then you travel south. Uh, have you guys heard of Litchfield? Yes. Haven't been there. That's the Litchfield Park? Yes, Litchfield National Park. So most people are aware of Kakadu, and Kakadu is phenomenal. The the wildlife cruises you have there are terrific. But Litchfield is the favourite of locals. Litchfield, you have the waterfalls that you can swim under. It has the rock pools you can sit in there. Locals take a big esky full of sandwiches and, and drinks and spend the day there. And there's so many different rock pools. You've also got the um, the different history of the region, plus the termite mounds. They're phenomenal to look at, stop and learn about the natural phenomenons that are these big cathedral termite mounds. But while I'm talking about Litchfield, we're also about to open up another uh, five or six water holes, waterfalls, camping grounds that the Northern Territory government have now uh, made accessible by creating roads to these new areas called Litchfield Central Valley and that will be opening shortly after a little bit of um, new infrastructure opens up those areas. So good for the grey nomads perhaps? Perfect, perfect for them because you've got a lot of the traditional areas but now we've got even more of them so that means that you can find your own personal waterhole, your own personal waterfall and enjoy that um, to yourself. So, Tony, have to ask here, waterhole, swimming, Northern Territory, what's the C word, the crocodile word? How, <laughs> how safe is this? It's perfectly safe, perfectly safe. The Litchfield doesn't have, yes, promise, Litchfield doesn't have the, the crocodiles. Um, occasionally some, um, you know, uh, some small freshwater crocodiles might venture in, but the park staff get them out pretty quickly. It's the other side of the highway in Kakadu and, and, you know, the Mary River areas that you'll see the crocodiles. 
So, yeah, no, Litchfield, um, like I said, you may get a, a freshwater crocodile sighting in there and very rarely um, a saltwater crocodile, but the park rangers have them under control, so they're perfectly safe. One more star destination from you, Tony, please. For our audience right now, Hermansburg Precinct, down in um, the, the Red Centre, just down past the McDonald Ranges, has had a big refurb. There's more history stories. There's more things to see there. And for the colonial and Aboriginal history, it's phenomenal. It's one of only five spots in the uh, in the territory that's nationally listed as the NT Heritage Site. So that's just gone through a big refurb. And not many people are aware of that just outside Alice Springs. So uh, another one, uh, especially if you're in the centre. And it was that has that got a religious background or an artistic background? Both, both, both actually. Okay. Uh, Al, Albert Namadura was yeah, the, right. the the artist very famous for that mm-hmm. region. Mm-hmm. But the early um, missionaries created Hermansburg, um, and then obviously um, around the Aboriginal culture, they they schooled some of the Aboriginals at Hermansburg, and and obviously part of the mission was to to introduce religion to them. So it's a fascinating story. Tony, I've just got to say that I am so pleased that I can't travel overseas for the next couple of years. And I know that, you know, you're, you love your Italy and all the rest of it, Kay, but this is a chance mm. for us to really go, okay, I yeah. want to go to the NT. I've never been there. Yeah. Tony's really piqued my interest so much. And there's just so much to see within our country. And it's kind of like saying, no, don't use your passport. You can't yeah. anyway. Yeah. See Australia first. I know and it's the old it thing. Slowly. But it's true. And do, do it, it slowly. And do it slowly, like good which food. Is, it's not smelling roses in the NT, but sitting watching a waterfall for an hour or two. Tony, where can we find out more? Northernterritory.com will have any answers uh, to any questions you have. Brilliant. I look forward to learning more about where to go and John and I are about to pack the suitcase and rev up the engine. Yep, we're getting, we're, we're getting the car all set to go. Tony, thank you so much and uh, please enjoy your time up there. Thank you and look forward to seeing you soon. Well, we've learnt uh, all there is to know about uh, life insurance. So thank you very much indeed to, to Anthony Brown. Uh, we'll, you're looking fab. You do dress beautifully. Oh. Now, you mind you, you've... you've the money. The money I gave you is finally No, working. I mean it. You do dress really well. And uh, also, kind. of course, our chance to go to the NT. And it's I a... am busting. Oh, yeah. No jokes aside, John. And he... It, the Tiwi he, Islands he, especially. Tony, when he mentioned the Tiwi Islands, it just reminded me how badly I want to go and watch AFL up there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the talent and the joy... Of young Indigenous players. You wouldn't be watching yeah. the game. You'd just be looking at everybody, wouldn't you? Just as seeing it all happening. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, that's on our bucket on list. The list. Next the time, list. we're going to be travelling somewhere else as well, folks. So do join us. Uh, on behalf of uh, Kay and me, John Deeks, uh, thank you so much indeed for being part of Mind Your Own Retirement from Your Life Choices. If they want to know more, Kay? They go to www.yourlifechoices.com.au. See you next time.